Raffinetta, peanut butter, margarine! I can hear that. Chick, chick, chick. Yeah. We are live on the road now at Radio Free Brooklyn. Donut and the Golden Hand by Caustic Casanova. Our guest in the studio this evening, our end of hope. We opened with the hardest thing. And it almost sounded from you guys that you were surprised that that was on the playlist. <laughs> a good opener to, but sorry, I just spiked the living hell out of that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, kind of an interesting choice for an opener, a, a kind of mellow walk into it, if you will. Well, see, that was the thing. I did not, as much as I would like to, at a live show, like be smashed in the face right away, and hypocrisy on the album definitely does that. That'll do that. Uh, yeah. I didn't think that was going to be the best way to to open following, and it seemed to be a very somber Monday mood with Kirsten before us. Um <laughs> So if, if people haven't figured it out, Radio Free Brooklyn is very much freeform radio station. Uh, Monday Mood from 6 to 8 before the road and hour every week. Sometimes there's a nice little dovetail and overlap. Today, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> 
but this is yeah. what Brooklyn sounds like, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I am joined in the studio tonight by, now, are you okay with me calling you Gunner? Either one, Davey or Gunner. Okay, cool. I, I you know, I didn't want to sort of go so much That's for the fun. informality. That's good. I like it. <laughs> by Gunner and Ken from the band End of Hope, and we're missing two members of the band. That is... David Schlachter on bass and Dave Richmond on drums. That's why I'm Gunner, because there's three Davids in the band, and a Ken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only person not named Dave in the band. So we but keep it simple. I, I bet, though, that when you guys are at a at a gig, at a venue, and somebody yells, hey, Davey, I bet you still look. No. No? No, 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 no. You're past that? Yeah, I mean, I'm the only guy that is not Dave. It's easy for me. <laughs> the other guys all turn and look, you know. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So their album, Cease and Destroy, uh, it's, it's, we call it debut, but I think you guys have such a rich history that it's really kind of tough to sort of say that it's, I mean, it's your band's <laughs> debut. Right. Definitely. That's for uh, sure. This it, guy's got such a long pedigree in New York hardcore history that, yeah, to call it a debut for him would be a little bit absurd. <laughs> be insulting. It's not his coming out party, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so it was released in November of last year. And as I said, we followed it with a tune by Caustic Casanova, who are out of D.C. Their release, God, How I Envy the Deaf, was released on my birthday in October. Nice. Not, yeah, I know. Best birthday ever. That, that's for sure. So the first thing I, I actually wanted to, to ask you guys about because there is like the idea that there is New York hardcore, New York City hardcore. So what is it that differentiates New York City hardcore from other scenes? Well, well, how much time do we have left? <laughs> how do you sum that up? I just, well, listen. I don't know if it differentiates. I think it all went on at the same time between D.C., California, New York, all simultaneously, and Chicago at seven seconds, all at the same time. But I think uh, we, we just have a rich history because I believe, um, you know, the uh, A7 Club and CBGBs and Greg Gilda Sleeves, and at that time, I, it, we just happened to hit a nerve, I think, before everybody else did. And I just think that that's why people always And I think the band's now keeping it alive, like Agnostic Front and, you know, Drew Stone keeping it alive on Sundays at Niagara and other bands that are still together right now, still, you know, keeping it alive. I think that's why they, they probably get recognized as, you know, New York city hardcore. I, you know, that's, but uh, you know, I, I just think, um, yeah, it's, it's a great scene pretty much, uh, just laid all the groundwork back in the day with a seven club, you know, bad brains, you know, they relocated from DC and came to New York at that time. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not that familiar. With yeah, they the, the they history. they laid the groundwork at A7 Club with uh, you know Heart Attack and Jesse Malin and a crowd and even worse and uh, you know bands like that back in the day. So I think um, Nihilistics. I think that's pretty much why we get that you know shout out all the time and that whole thing with New York City Hardcore. But yeah, it's it's it. It's big. Okay. Now S still big <laughs> and and still big. Yeah. Um, so now everybody in the band is in other bands correct so what was it that you found and i don't this isn't obviously negative about <laughs> the other bands uh we have played reign of zayas yes uh and band. Uh, saint bastard uh, oh, i love the bastard yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. i wore my saint bastard shirt the other night on stage the <laughs> bastard which is when ken's band shout out to by david eternal black mm. 
Um, and so, but what is it, what the, what made that decision for you guys to be able to say like, okay, let's do something different. Let's twist it. Let's. Well, Davey and I always talk, I mean, from the time I met him, I got along with him and he was, he was singing in, in bowhead. You make it sound like it's, you know, a rare rare thing. He's an easy guy to get along with, but, uh, you know, he was singing in bowhead. I obviously had eternal black and we would play shows together and, and we just got along and we'd always talk about music or bands we liked or, or things like that and bond over certain things. And, and we just started having this conversation and he, he you know, he's a enthusiastic, positive guy. He's like, you ever want to do something? I, I'm, I'm more than happy to do it. And I had this germ of an idea of what if you slammed together black flag and motorhead? Because, I, you know, Eternal Black, as you know, is a slower, heavier band. Yeah. And in the doom scene, things have gotten a little too on the slow plotting side. And I was really itching to do something a little faster. So I'm like, and I threw the idea at Davey and he was like, I love it. Let's do it. And then it was, all right, who else are we going to get? I knew Davis as a really, you know, enthusiastic, energetic guy who's always up for anything. He's always up for, yeah, let's try something creatively. And I had never heard Dave play drums, but I knew the bands he was playing with. And I kind of had an inkling in the back of my head, like he's probably a ringer. And sure enough, like he's the... (laughs) He's oh, the he's secret awesome. weapon of the band. Yeah. Like anybody who comes and sees us live, like Dave Rich, they're just in awe of what Dave Richmond Rich can Rich. do. Rich. So, you know, I'll bring in a you know collection of riffs as like a song and, and we'll kind of start hammering away at it and slice away at it. And it's when Dave plays underneath it that it suddenly takes on this life. And it's it's fantastic. I mean, when I met Ken, I, you know, like, like I said, I was playing in Bowhead at the time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I love... I love heavy guitars. So I love Black Sabbath. I love heavy shit. Sure. So when I got the pleasure to play with Eternal Black at some point, I, I saw it. I was like, man, this shit is fucking great. I always just love it like that. And then a few months later, whatever, we just always talked music. Me and Kevin always just talked sound and music. Came up to me, approached me and said, hey, listen, you know, how would you like? I, I, I got this idea. You know, I got this good idea. I'm like, I'm doing it. Let's do it. <laughs> You know, if you give me the, if you give me that tone and that guitar, I mean, you know, I mean, like I said, I love Eternal Black, you know, and that's fucking great band. He sings what he does on that. But if you play that riff for me, you know, he's going to sing it more. I'm going to sing it another way, you know, because I hear it, because I hear it a different way. And I was like, I I could do something with that. Let's fucking play that hard, play that harder, play that slower. Just, just, you know, just give me that heaviness. So when I heard that, it was actually, um, then we had our first meeting. We actually were in Brooklyn at St. Vitus and uh, uh, my buddy Travis Bacon uh, was there um, and we had a meeting over at, yeah. the, at that bar. Yeah, he plays in Black Anvil. We had a meeting. We actually had that meeting. It was, <laughs> that was really pretty cool. That was the first time we kind of hashed it out and we just was like, yeah, let's let's make this happen. And then he told me he had these other players, the, the two Daves mm-hmm. and everybody's tremendous musicians, tremendous people. And when we play, it's just there, you know, you hear it, you could feel it, you know, it's just true. It's, you know, it's true blue for me. That has to be true blue for me. And that's, and that's really what it's about. It's great. And, and the intention when you, when you first had the meeting was we're going to record. We're not just going to. No fucking around in this. Band. Yeah. Yeah. The, nobody, nobody balked. Everybody was from day one they, from the first message to somebody, you know, I saw Davis, the bass player at a bar. I'm like, 
I've been talking to Dave. I got this thing. He's like, I'll do it right away. <laughs> yeah. like, he was committed right away. Just same thing with Dave Richmond. I just sent a message like, hey, I'm doing this thing with these guys. And I'll do it. And the moment we all got in the room, yeah. same intensity, same let's not fuck around. This is, let's make the most hard hitting stuff we can make. Let's really focus on whittling these songs down into only what they need. And so, you know, that was one of the things early on we really gelled on. Trim all the fat off the songs. Make, yeah, yeah, just stretch, yeah, stretch that skin out as <laughs> taut as it could be. And let's make these songs really have an impact to them. So. Okay. I want to give you guys an insight into another city's hardcore scene that maybe I'm a little bit more familiar with and, and you aren't. And then um, let's come back. We'll talk about your cover. Because that's what led me to going to another city's hardcore scene. And I'm going to tell you a, a story as well. All right. All right. Where Let's this do band it. comes from. So we're heading north of the border. Awesome. We are going to Winnipeg, Manitoba. And we are going to hear from Pipsqueak. This is Put Up, Shut Up.
protest and survive. Brand new and is a little taste of what's to come, right? Yes. <laughs> Amazingly. <laughs> or more of the same, or depending more of the on same, how you I look guess, at it. I, I guess yeah. it's true. Um, so Cease and Destroy came out in November, and we're already in the works for something coming up. in the new Yeah, year. we already got four new ones plus another one. Uh, <laughs> that we'll, would be five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we we'll, we'll probably do another cover. You know, we, yeah. we, you know, we old punk tradition of, of covering stuff. Yeah. So we always kind of kick around like, hey, what if we did this or what if we tried this? And put, put your own spin on it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, you know, you know, having just played that, you know, that doesn't sound like Discharge's version. That doesn't sound like a yeah. lot of versions I've heard. You know, I, I think we swing it a little different than uh, than other folks. Um, and also a lot thicker guitar sound too. Whereas, you know, the, the original discharge version has that, it just sounds like all the production is pushed out to the farthest reaches of the speakers and everything's kind of echoed out and, and the drums are, are just echoing off the walls and stuff. And it's great. It's fantastic. But we wanted to bring it, do it with our style a little bit. I, I think if you wanted to cover, put up or shut up, then okay. we'll probably do that. We could do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's circa 1992 <laughs> there you by, go. by the band pipsqueak uh i was and from their album speed with sensibilities uh i was telling the guys in in the studio that uh they pipsqueak was a band that i sort of was asked to come out and see if i would like to be a, a singer in the band i think the idea that i would actually be a vocalist i don't think i would be a singer because <laughs> i think there's a real difference uh but you know it just didn't work out takes years to learn how to sing. Yeah. I used to be a vocalist too, but <laughs> I put my 10,000 hours in. Well, I, 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 started, I started my career as a singer in a, in a boys choir. If you, and, and then it that's, well, that's a good point. So did I, I was growing up in a Catholic church when I was a kid and sing in church. And then when I joined crowd, if you listen to the early crowd stuff, you'll see it's a lot of, uh, it's a, you know, ser yeah, searching and, you know, screaming and stuff. But also, I mean, there's, there's a style to it. You know, I listened to a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, punk, you know, early punk. I mean, of course, The Clash, greatest band in the world. A lot of early punk, um, a lot of oi and hardcore, Cockney Rejects, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, early stuff like that. So do you see the element, but then just what you were just hitting on before that. And then just, you know, over time, you sort of like, you just find your space and you become more of a singer as time goes on, you know? Cause you find, cause you're just comfortable. I think that's what, I think it's about being comfortable and confident. But when you're a 16, 17 year old kid and you're playing in a hardcore band in New York city, you know, a lot of it is just emotion and screaming. And then you find your space. And that's, if you listen to a lot of the stuff I've done now, especially this last record, Red End of Hope, you'll, and you listen to the early crowd stuff. I mean, listen to crowd stuff's a great stuff. And just from society, a great record. You know, I mean, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's a great record. I listened to back now. It was done on a 16 track analog. It's amazing record. Um, and you know, I look back at it now. My voice hadn't changed at, uh, at that point. It's much deeper now. Is <laughs> used to call me Mouse Gunner back in the day because before my voice changed. <laughs> Listen to that stuff. It's it's good. I mean, it's 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 got emotion. It's hardcore. It's screaming, but it's it's still good. But now, what you mentioned about you know you getting you know offered that job for that band and everything, you think you'd be a vocalist. You know, you'd be surprised. You go out there. You know, it's all how you feel about the music it's you know it's how you feel about it. it's right. all emotion uh we did a show um just did a show it wasn't the last show we just played the other night at kingsland but it was the one before that with murphy's law new year's eve show yeah, murphy's law right at gold sounds and somebody came up to me um i think it was josh from urban waste yeah it was josh from urban waste 
uh, and his girl, and they um, said, oh, you know, I saw you up there in the intensity. It's, you know, nothing, it's the same. It's the same Davy Gunner, you know, that it, you know, when you were, you know, from years ago with Kraut, and it is really essentially, it's, it's the emotion, I feel it. You know, you could feel it, you know, when you're up there singing, because it's real, you know, right. it's, it's, it, and that's what it's, so when, if you listen to the music, you know, you'll hear it. it's just, it's intense, you know, so. Can we talk about that, but let's first tell people when you guys are playing again. With oh, we have a show coming up. Yeah, that'll be in February. On the yeah. Sunday, uh, February 23rd, it's the next uh, Back to New York Hardcore Roots Sunday matinee show uh, put on by Drew Stone, who's been doing a phenomenal job phenomenal with their shows. Job. So it's it's always a mix of um, new bands, uh, classic old bands that are still active and still playing, or people who were in bands from back in the day who now have new bands. Yeah. So it, it's it's this great community of folks coming together, free show, Starts at two o'clock on Sunday afternoon at Niagara. You're gonna make that one, right? <laughs> that's, 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 that's my a, time. It's that's at the a, old man friendly hour, time. which I'm not insulting you because <laughs> that means we also can make it. Yeah. Um, and shout out to Jimmy for Maximum Penalty. We're playing with them that day. My old friend Jimmy from and yeah. uh, and Drew Stone's done a great job in that place, putting everything all back together, and uh, you know making it happen. Um, Jesse Mallon having that place and just bringing it back there. And, you know, it's a free show, but it's, I mean, if, if you go there and check it out, you see it's, it's, it's really a great day. It's five hours of fantastic music. <laughs> okay. So the, the intensity, mm -hmm. uh, I have been, uh, as much as my ability working out to cease and destroy. Cause <laughs> I mean, we're use as directed. <laughs> we're going to hear from uh, hypocrisy later, but you know, we, we were sort of joking, like that's a song that boom, um, kind of kicks you in the, we in got the a lot of those. to get started and it just kind of goes through the rest of, that's a good one. Yep. Of, of the album. Um, you know, so I was, I was sharing it with friends and saying like, Hey, like I think in your wheel, this is going to be a band in your wheelhouse that, nice. that you will want to listen to. Um, but then the more that I listen to it, I love the intensity, but then I sort of go, and this is, goes back to the, back to Kraut and some of the songs on the albums. I go like, man, you guys are actually pretty pissed about things too. Oh yeah. I'm pissed all the yeah. time. This <laughs> is what pretty much this whole record is all about a lot of, it's funny because Ken, when he reached out to me, I already, you know, I got stuff at, you know, Ken, I'll tell you, I got stuff ready to go. You want to write a song? It's in my pocket right here. Yeah. I got lyrics up to fucking wazoo. And when he told me, I had everything ready to go. And this, I had this idea and you just, yeah, I'm not taking sides. You know, I'm not choosing sides, but you just, you put on whatever medium you want to put on and you'll hear complete hypocrisy. And then I realized that I was, you know, that I think the moment that we're born, I mean, we're all human, right? And it's a trait that we have. You can sit there and you can be on your soapbox, but I'm guarantee you sometime in your life, you're going to be a hypocrite, not in a bad, I'm not, you know, point in a bad way. I'm sure. just saying it's just part of our DNA. It's part of our makeup. And then I was, uh, I was at a, I, I was at an event and it was, there was a woman that was just railing against something and she's saying, this is right. This and this and this and this. And I'm looking at her and she has diamonds in her ears. These big old diamonds. <laughs> I'm saying, how much a fucking hypocrite can you be to fucking complain about the world? And you're sitting there because I despise 
diamonds. Not, not taking sides, anybody out there, but <laughs> yeah, it yeah. comes from a bad place where people, you know, people, you know, suffer to make these these precious stones that really have any value. I don't know. Somebody says they have value. Sure. And she had them in the ears, and they were big old fucking diamonds, you know. And she's preaching about this, that, and the other thing. But I'm like, well, you're a hypocrite. In my mind, I wouldn't say it out loud to her, you know. Right. But then I just Unless realized, you really got yeah, yeah, I didn't want to. It, it, it just—it's not appropriate to do something that at, at that moment because I just—it's—it's it's really not about getting in her face. But I just thought in my mind, and I started to think about it, and I came up with this idea for hypocrisy. And when I fucking wrote it, I said, "This is it. It's that's it, man. That's, that's the truth." So I—I I had a really good conversation last week with a gentleman by the name of Kenny Troon, uh, who's a singer, songwriter, producer, and in a weird thing in 2019 released a double album. But one of the things that... That's suicide. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, the, the thing I love about it is that the albums all, like, they both flow. Right. And, and so, but my, my, my point being that he was saying that those songs, because I was like, where do the inspirations for the songs come from? And sort of to echo your point, he was saying, the songs are always there. Always that there. That they're always inside They're always me. inside me. And it, it yeah. just, whatever is going to bring it out. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like, you're saying like, I've got this song here. I, give me that guitar riff. It's the anger. The yeah. really fascinating That's thing exactly about working is. with Gunner is, um, you know, with Eternal Black, I always have to kind of bring it in. And I'm also singing in that band. And so I got to kind of come up with the whole idea in my head. The great part about working with a, a vocalist and a singer like Gunner is bringing the song. The song has a little bit of energy to it. The other guys jump in and they raise that energy level up and then we start dissecting parts, whatever. And we'll play it through as a, as a piece the first time after, you know, the bass player and the drummer have kind of learned it the way I have it in my head and we make some tweaks. And then the first time we play it through, he's already singing vocals over the top of it because he's just got this serial killer's notebook of lyrics that he's just had stored up for a long while. And it's, it's fantastic because then we're not spending time like, okay, you've got to go off and, and he's got to go off and write lyrics. It's like, he's like, I already got stuff. Next time we come back to rehearse, he's refined it. Next time he comes back again, he's refined it even further. And it's this like continuous process of he already had a thought that he put down. It, he's got something like invariably, whenever we play something new, he'll go, I got something for that. Hmm. Very Elizabeth Warren. Like he's, he's got a plan for that song already, <laughs> you know? So, so is this, is it different for you? Cause it sounded like Gunnar was saying earlier that, you know, the, the riffs that you're coming up with, that he loves what you're doing with Eternal Black, but just sort of saying like, let's love make it. it faster, or let, let's make no, it no, 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 not at all. I love the heaviness. It doesn't have to be faster. Yeah, oh, oh, okay. it's just the heaviness. It's it's the tone. You know, Ken has tremendous tone. You know, I it, it brings me back to he's you know back to the hardcore days. If you listen to really any of those great guitar plays back when any of the hardcore to you know plays, not the English punk. A lot of that was kind of tinny, like he was always bouncing off walls. Then much of it, but. But more of the American sound was, the East Coast sound was just like this heaviness, you know? And that's what he plays. It's not about the speed. It's about the, it's just the intensity, if, I don't know if that's the right word, but the heaviness. And, you know, like I hear it, you know? And it just, it just makes me, I just go like this. And I'm like, I got, a, I got something for that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking angry about something. I got something for that. It's in my, you know, I used to be in a pad. Now it's in my phone. Yeah. And I think I've told you this when we've talked about Eternal Black. You know, Eternal Black, I write for my drummer, you know, because I, I, I can hear it in my head. I write for Gunner. Like, yeah. I'm writing to, to kind of get in his wheelhouse for what I think is going to work for him. And also, again, you know, I'm, you know, when I'm kind of coming up with stuff, I'm, you know, I'm thinking in terms of like, 
where is it going to have impact? And, and, you know, how is this thing going to kind of work? And I can hear in my head like, oh, I know he's going to jump in here. And excuse me. And the funny part is there are many times where I go, oh, I know where he's going to go. And then he goes the complete opposite way. <laughs> and it's surprising and it's great. And because yeah. you're like, for me, I'm a, I'm a vocalist by default in my other band. It's because sure. the rhythm section didn't want to do it. So I got dragged into it, you know, by default. So to not have to worry about that. And just come in with here's here's the song as I hear it. Have everybody pile on and go now. Let's rearrange that. Let's do it this way. And then have him go. Actually, it should be this. Let's do it this way. It's it's freaking exciting. It's and fantastic. what you said before about protest and survive about being, you know, sort of I don't even, I forgot what you said before, but it was uh, something about the uh, groove. I hear it now. It's not so much like this, mm-hmm. but it's like this. And I'm wa- uh, yeah, you can't see in the radio, right? I'm, yeah. waving, I'm waving my hand going it's up. Not a visual medium. Wavelength, yeah. <laughs> but that's, uh, I'm in between the beat now a little bit instead of being on the one or being like that mm-hmm. so much like, you know, hardcore. Is da, 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 da. It's in between now, you know, it's, it's still hardcore. It's, you know, it's got elements of hardcore and metal, you know, it's a little bit of the, you know, different, but that's what I was trying to explain. It just goes in like that. So, well, well actually it's interesting with protests and survive because that, uh, doing the research on the backstory of the song by Discharge and then where they took it from in terms of it being the mm. leaflets for uh, nuclear non... Right. Uh, you know the word I'm going right. to try and say? Non-proliferation. Um, that that sort of helped open the door then to more, if you want to say, the intensity and the anger out of Cease and Destroy. It then took me back to focusing more on the lyrics and mm. away from the energy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other thing is discharge sense. discharge was heavily influenced by motorhead and so they 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 took it in that hardcore direction of they lost a little bit of of the boogie that motorhead always had in there so our you know my way of always looking at it was like let's put the little motorhead bit back in for that song and it's still cool and it's still very political and still has impact but we can we can swing it a little bit so let's give people a little set of intensity Amen. And we're going to kick it off. <laughs> brand new. Well, not necessarily brand new, but new music from local band Moon Diablo. And then we'll follow it with some kraut. Nice. And then my favorite track on the <laughs> right. You are listening to The Road and Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. This is Moon Diablo.
I freaking love, love that song. That is the opening track yeah. by our guest in the studio, End of Hope, and their recently released album, Cease and Destroy, which you can find at endofhope.bandcamp.com. If you go to Instagram, you can follow the band at End of Hope NYC, and Facebook is End end of hope nyc as well I, yeah I, I don't think there's anything and the spotify and apple music and all that new modern stuff and before that we heard unemployed by kraut which gunner was involved still a with, good one but way back in the day <laughs> still a good um, one. and then you guys like the moon diablo right oh yes, yeah that was yes, great good. that was good Short, stuff yes bam. That, that's Shit. the mo yeah, yeah that's what we like and get that intensity in uh, there um yeah the, it's they have a four song ep uh, out, which is sort of the same thing. Which go. Uh, I want to get a couple little plugs in for things here at Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, if you've uh, you're listening to the show and you're like, shit, I could do that. Uh, cool. So if you're listening to End of Hope on Radio Free Brooklyn, that means you're going to like heavier music. Um, at Radio Free Brooklyn, we do not have a heavy show. Uh, we do not have a metal show. We don't have a dedicated metal. New York City. Yeah, metal on metal. It's a metal. Uh, I'm, I'm very sure it's probably going to be <laughs> at one o'clock in the morning or whatever. Um, That's but, the only time you really should play King Diamond anyway. <laughs> but, you know, if, if you've always wanted to, to host a show, we would love to have you come out and uh, meet some of the people. We do a media mixer on the first Sunday of every month at four o'clock, which was going to be February 2nd, if people are interested. We uh, are also looking for a host, if you want to sort of uh, formulate an idea, of hosting Brooklyn Bandstand, which is our daily show. It's one of our flagship shows. We currently do not have a host for Mondays uh, at 4 o'clock. And uh, I know there's not a lot of shows sometimes on Monday nights, so you know what that means you can do? You can come in and play some music. Play whatever the fuck you want. Maybe I will do that with Ken. (laughs) We'll just sneak in at 1 a.m. <laughs> no, no, no. That's 4 o'clock in the <laughs> okay, afternoon. Yeah. Sure, if you want to sneak in at 1 a.m. And if just play Ken, the if Ken comes in here, it's going to be heavy. I'll tell you <laughs> that. He's going to play some heavy shit. <laughs> so, so those are the things that we do at Radio Free Good Brooklyn. Stuff. We are also in our Drive to Five fundraising campaign. We are going to be five years old in May, which I think is pretty freaking amazing. It's amazing. Um, and if you would like to help us in our Drive to Five, if you go to our website or go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash donate. Uh, we would appreciate it if you could just donate a dollar per month, just a dollar, and uh, help keep us, so to say, on the air, but help us keep continuing to support the arts and grow what we are doing in the community. Sounds great. How long after you finished Cease and Des- Destroy and put it aside, did you all look at each other and say, all right, number two. We were already on it. <laughs> well, b- because even yeah. even we already had other songs that we had written and were playing live. And um, again, I, I'm always trying to keep bringing in new stuff. And if I haven't for a couple of weeks, Gunner's on me like, well, you got something new? When are you going to bring something new in? <laughs> I just said that last week. <laughs> he, he did it to me last week. He, he's like, he's like well, we got, we got some time off here. Why, you got anything new? When are we going to have something new here? Uh I need something. Just yeah. give me something. So again, we we have five now new ones that you know we haven't recorded yet that we're itching to, to go in and record. So it it would it's never a sort of all right. Let's stop here. 
and go out and play and then we'll come back and write later. It, it's more of let's keep the interesting ideas flowing and, and see what we can do. And, and the interesting part is these new songs, there there's a bit more variation in terms of tempos. Um, there's there's also a bit, you know, a little more groove in, in some of the things. There's some more motor heady bits that we brought in. You know, I think we've we've kind of figured out who we are as a band. And and now we're we're kind of like okay how how far can we kind of stretch that a little bit mm-hmm. and, and move in some different directions and I think we have a sound now too well you know we, yeah yeah it, I mean I think Ken had an idea about what we wanted to do and everything and it was probably always there all the time but I just didn't really think about it but now in retrospect I you know I can hear it now there's there's a particular sound Ken just wrote a brand brand new one which doesn't have a name well we have one song that's called Fastball that's amazing but the brand, brand new one he sort of made. And when I heard it, I was like, wow, it sounds very similar and familiar to what we're doing. We have a sound, you know, and I think it's important to have a sound. I mean, the Ramones really told you that we have a sound. That's what they did. And it didn't make a difference. They had a sound, you know, more than anybody. So I think that's what it is. I think we have an idea and a sound. um, And that's, I think that's important. And uh, my drummer, David, always says, you know, this is what we do. You know, we go and we play. There's no fucking around. We rehearse, we rehearse, we we play the set, we fucking bust through it, and he always says, because that's, you know, this is what we do. Right. And as it should be. Yeah, and you know, and as it should be. Yeah. And I just want to give a little shout out to my uh to my daughter Violet, because we have a new band that we just started. She's only seven. We started a band called The Gray, and we wrote our first song. So you gotta look for that out. That'll be out. <laughs> that'll be out sometime next year. <laughs> she's talking she, the chart. Yeah. She's ambitious. Yeah. We're writing lyrics for that, so I love <laughs> you, Violet. That's for you. And then I, I noticed as well, you're going out on the road in April, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So going Maybe up to Boston for the very first time. With the FUs. Which is a, 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 going to places like Boston are a big deal, obviously because of the you know the pedigree of, of hardcore punk sure. and everything else. So we're super excited to that. And then we've, we've played in Connecticut a bunch, uh, so we're going to obviously – stop in there and play a show because we have folks who like us there and we always have a great time playing there. Yeah. Um, so we're super excited for that road trip. Yeah. We have, we have, we have the FUs. We have me from crowd. We, uh, we have, uh, I think the band, who was the band playing with, uh, was one of the bands on the bill. I think guys from Jerry's kids. Yeah. And so if you think about it, who would ever predict that? (laughs) (laughs) We'd all be back together and well, the FUs are still together, but I'm talking about, you know, uh, you know, bands that used to play back in Northern Boston. Skulls and yeah, Test Meat are the other two bands. Yeah, I think the guys Skulls. from Northern Skulls are, are dudes from Jerry's Kids. And yeah, a few other so, bands. and now here we are back together again at, in, you know, back some way in 2000, I mean, in 2020, which is <laughs> 2020. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. 2020. Endofhope.bandcamp.com is where you can pick Thank up you, Matt. The, the CD. Uh, honestly, I, I will say it's, it's so much intensity. I just, I, I love Try to keep it intense, it, yeah. baby. Put it on. It uh, comes I, from the heart. It's crazy. Be, it's intense. Be careful when you're driving. Uh, don't be, you know, no, no, no road rage. I, I don't know if it's made any difference, you know, in my yeah. fitness level, but yeah. I've, I've enjoyed listening to it whenever it's good I good car play. music. If you drive on the BQE and you listen to this, it's, it's recommended for the BQE. If we've improved your cardiovascular yes. fitness, then we've done our job. Put the end of hope record on the fucking BQE and you will understand what I'm talking about as you slam the steering wheel. So, so let's close out with the title. Well, not the title track. What do we call it? It's like our version of Minor Threat. It's our moniker song. There we go. I'll, yeah. I'll remember. Let's just end of hope. 
Yeah, we're going to close out with end of stretch to skin. We're going to follow it up with a band out of the UK called Death Ape Disco, and hopefully we can hear a wee bit of a band uh, from Europe who you might be familiar with. They are called Low Rider. I like it. And you're going to stay tuned for everybody plays the fool with Shane. You've been listening to the Roden Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn with End of Hope. This is End of Stretch to Skin. <laughs>